We hope you enjoy this message recorded at Equippers Church in Eden. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Uh, just as we open the word, uh, Lord God, let it reveal something fresh to us tonight. Uh, let it have impact, Lord God. Uh, let our lives change uh, for the better for being in this place tonight uh, and hearing your word. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 So, um, yeah, just back from Australia yesterday, uh, we had a great time uh, over there. And while we were over there, uh, we celebrated uh, Tammy and I, our wedding uh, anniversary. Nine years, thank you. But it reminded me um, of when we went on our, a funny little story to begin with. Uh, we went on our honeymoon, uh, or maybe not so funny, uh, still possibly nightmares for Tammy. Uh, and we went to Australia as well, and someone had told me, as soon as you get into the theme park, run for a ride so as you're the first in the queue. Uh, so that's what we did. Got into our movie world, and we ran for this ride, and um, so at this stage, uh, to be fair to me, um, I didn't realize that Timmy kind of had a bit of a fear of roller coasters and also needed to be able to see what the roller coaster did before actually going on it. Again, also in fairness to me, <laughs> I didn't realize that the roller coaster that we ran to was probably one of the more scary roller coasters. Uh, because in terms of what you sat on, it was only just a little bit more substantial than a bicycle seat. <laughs> so probably not the best, best first experience. And so anyway, as a result of that, um, I spent most of that day uh, doing rides by myself. <laughs> and that's kind of what I want to... Um, share a bit about uh, tonight, something that uh, God has placed on my heart um, to share on, uh, something that really, um, I was impacted by a message uh, by Pastor Neil Smith from Planet Shakers a number of years ago at, um, at Stronger Conference, and he spoke on this idea of uh, isolation and the danger that we isolate ourselves when we're going through uh, something. So that's what I want to to share about tonight, um, and I want to just put it in a bit of context to start with. See, the thing is we're made, um, God created us uh, to be in relationship with one another. And so even in, uh, if we you know, look at Genesis uh, 2 verse 18, so this is God has created the entire world, um, all the living creatures, he's created man. And throughout this, of course, we know that he's looked at each thing and said, that's good, that's good, that's good. But then he looks at man and he says, uh, verse 18, the Lord God said, it is not good for a man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. From the very beginning, uh, God created us to be in relationship. God created us to be together uh, not to be in isolation. If you've been around Equippers uh, for any amount of time, or probably any church for that matter, uh, we, we know of the importance of being together. Uh, one, of our, one of our acronyms, uh, BIG, uh, is to belong, invest, and that results in growth. Uh, so that first word, belong, we are to belong together. So that's maybe being in an E-group, uh, being in an E-team, being in church, being together. Our heartbeats even cover this together. 
the last T. Those who have done our equip, uh, DNA courses or those who have been around the church would have heard uh, Pastor Will, Pastor Jerezo and the other team uh, talk about being together. Pastor Sam, our national leader, uh, talks about great ministry uh, flows out of great relationship. And we even know when Jesus started his ministry that the first thing he went about doing was creating a a team to be with him, his disciples, uh, to do it uh, together. So tonight I want to talk about about being together, but I want to um, also, uh, just for us to, to be aware uh, that the enemy uh, who came to steal, kill, and destroy uh, knows that when we're, when we're together, uh, it's harder to be overcome. Uh, and I was once told one of the best defenses is knowing how your opponent's attack works. So tonight I want to talk about uh, what the enemy may use based on what I've seen him use in my life and others' lives to try and isolate us, to try and put us alone, uh, to take on a battle ourselves, not to do it uh, together. Uh, and, and then using God's Word uh, to unpack that because we know this already has victory. Amen. Amen. Uh, but to help me out, I'm going to, um, first of all, uh, just play a, a little video uh, some people may remember this um, if you're slightly older in the room um, at a time when to get um, to deal with the atmospheric issues, you move the rabbit's ears around your, your room. Rabbit's ears you use for TV. <laughs> uh, but it was an ad that played uh, quite a few years ago, and I've for some reason just always remembered it. It's an ad from Saatchi and Saatchi, uh, but it's some lessons from some geese. Uh, so if the team's got that ready, we'll go to the screen. Uh, just bear with it, it's probably not the best quality. Cool. So um, we see here, um, so the first lesson um, from the geese that we want to talk about is uh, geese fly in a V formation. Uh, as they do so, it creates uplift, and they actually get an extra 71% uh, flying range out of that. Uh, the lesson... Uh, that we learn from this is that people who share a sense of community can help each other get where they are going more easily because they're traveling on the trust of one another. So how does the devil uh, take us on in this? So we know that he likes to uh, deceive us. That's one of his um, key strategies. And so the lies that he will tell you is, I can't trust that person. Other friendships have not worked out. They have different interests to me. They will not like me. It's okay, I have 900 Facebook friends. <laughs> but if we, if we look um, in the Word and we go to 1 Corinthians, uh, verse, um, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 10, and I'm sharing from the New International Version. Um, where did you find that? I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, and that there be no divisions among you, but you be be perfectly united in mind and thought. And I just want to um, dispel a couple of things about about unity, because I think sometimes we we start thinking that unity uh, is about being exactly the same. Uh, as someone else. But what it's actually saying here is that we are united in thought uh, and in mind. Uh, 
Uh, and so that's about sharing the same values, the same vision uh, as one another, not about being uh, the same as one another. We're not created uh, to be the same, but we are created uh, to be of like mind um, and like thought as one another. The disciples, you know, all had different skill sets, uh, but they had one united vision, one united uh, belief uh, in who Jesus was and what they were there to do. And even if we, you know, um, if I take the likes of, uh, say, uh, Pastor Will and myself, so I'm not able to clap in time like Pastor Will. I can't preach as well as Pastor Will. But, but what I am united with Pastor Will is in our vision and our beliefs, and that is to, to see a city saved, to see our world saved for Jesus Christ. And that's what brings us together. Uh, the same with, you know, I can't dance as well as Kale on stage. <laughs> not going to try. <laughs> Sing as well as Anna. But that's not what we're being called to be. We're being called to be united in thought. And to not let those lies of the enemies get in the way, into, which then result in our isolation uh, when we're not uh, of, the, of equal uh, views and, and beliefs as one another. Lesson number two we learned from the geese. When a geese falls out of formation, it suddenly feels the drag and resistance of being alone. It moves back into the V formation to take advantage of the flying power of the birds up front. Listen, if we do as geese, we stay in formation with those headed where we want to go. We are willing to accept their help and give our help to others. And so, and so the enemy comes along and he tr again, he tries to lie or he lies to us um, to try and get us to be isolated from one another. Uh, and he says things like, or puts things in our minds such as, I can't help that person. Yeah. No one ever helps me, why should I help them? Yeah. They are better at me, they are better at this than me anyway. What good am I? But again, we turn uh, to what the word has to say. We find in Acts 2, uh, 42 to 47, New International Version. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to one another, who, to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. You know, as we come together in community, as we come together to help each other, uh, He's going to add to our number daily. We're going to see more people in this city saved, more people in our world saved. We're called to help each other. And I really... Um, you know, one of the, uh, the real privileges that I have in my role uh, here at Equipus is I get to hear some of the, the great stories of where we come together in e-groups uh, and we're able to help each other and the, the testimonies uh, that come out of that. Helping each other out. You know, we, we heard um, for those who were at e-group training night um, about the, the women's e-group, which is uh, helping a school, a local school, uh, with women's products uh, for the girls in that school. So not part of their group, but helping the community uh, which they are a part of. You know, it says as we break bread and we eat together, 
We meet in church and homes. It's about being in community uh, together, not isolating ourselves, and uh, knowing that we're there to help one another, and that we all have a valuable contribution, which leads us to the next point, point number three. When the lead goose tires and drops back, another goose flies to the point position. Listen, it pays to take turns doing the hard tasks. We should respect and protect one another's unique arrangement of skills, capabilities, talents, and resources. The lies. I am no use here. I don't know anything. They look like they have everything under control. Last time I tried to help, I got it wrong anyway. And again, we go to the Word and we find in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 27, it's pretty well known in, our, in the NLT version. This is about the body of Christ. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we all have been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one. If the foot says, I'm not part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. You see, each of us has been uniquely created for a purpose. The body has many parts. And none of us, whatever part we may play, are any lesser part in God's great scheme of things. We all bring something different. We all bring something uh, worthwhile. We all bring a valuable contribution. We all bring a contribution that God destined us to bring right before we were even born. And the other thing is, none of us, not one single one of us, could do it alone. But it's when we come together as a body that we get to do some incredible things. You know, I like the illustration that Pastor Will used a few months ago here on the stage where he got a number of people up uh, just as a demonstration of what it is to, to do church. We have people from production, from worship, from ministry, from hosting, from hospitality, kids, e-groups, resource, administration, leadership, teaching, all playing incredibly important roles uh, in the body of Christ, all playing an incredibly important role uh, in reaching our world for Jesus. Each of us has skills, talents, and experiences. And I like the, um, the story that we, we talk about on the, or the illustration, sorry, that we talk about on our Equip Foundations course when we're, we're talking about the, the various gifts. And we talk about um, this kid who falls off a table and breaks his arm. 
and the, and the different people or the different adults um, who may come into that situation each play an important role. So the, the, uh, the encourager comes along and says, yeah, good one, matey. You know, you're doing really well climbing. That's really, really good. The teacher comes along and says, you know, that's what happens when you dance on tables. You fall off and you hurt yourself. <laughs> the person with compassion and healing comes along. You'll be all right. We'll take you. We'll get you healed. We'll fix you. We'll pray for you. But you see, in that moment, the child needed each of those people. Each of them played an important role. Not one of them had a more important role than the other. Each brought a valuable contribution. I was also uh, reading recently uh, in a, um, a magazine uh, type thing that, that Tammy got uh, about a, uh, an experiment that they did with a, a board of directors uh, in, a, in a large company. And what they decided to do, um, just to, I guess, illustrate the importance of everyone's contribution, uh, they brought along this big jar of jelly beans. There were, I think there were 75 in the jar. And they put it on the table and they said, right, everyone take a piece of paper and write down how many jelly beans you think are in the jar. And then we'll average the scores and see how close you get as an entire body, an entire board. So there's 75, and they got 73.5, within 1.5. One of the guys revealed after doing this experiment that he was going to initially uh, put down 65. He would have been within 10. But he changed his score to 100, making him 25 higher. But if you do the maths, him getting it much more wrong actually brought everyone else's score up, bringing the average up. So the, so the average uh, was more closer. Shows the importance of everyone's contribution. So even when you think, I don't know how to do this, I can't make a contribution here, actually your contribution is important to the overall goal. Your contribution is worthwhile. Lesson number four from the geese. Geese honk to encourage those up the front to keep up their speed. <laughs> Lesson, we need to encourage one another. And the, the devil doesn't like us to encourage one another because we, he knows when we encourage one another that we go further, we achieve more, uh, and that we're a more united body. He doesn't like it. So he lies to us again. And these are some of the lies you might have heard of. Who am I to offer them encouragement? What could I possibly matter? He only sent me that encouraging text out of obligation. They will just think I am stupid. If I encourage them too much, they might end up being better than me. Again, if we go to, go to the Word, and in Hebrews uh, 10, 24 to 25, uh, and, and many of us will, will know this, I know it's one of Pastor Wool's favorite scriptures, become one of my favorites as well. Uh, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. And, 
And it's also, I guess, and then um, Tammy shared um, this morning in Mosgul about the, the Amalekites and the Israelites and uh, Moses' role. And so the Amalekites came to do battle with the Israelites. This is in Exodus 17. Uh, and Moses had said to Joshua uh, to take some of his men and go uh, and fight, and that the next day Moses would stand on top of the hill uh, with the staff of God in his hands. And that next day Moses, along with Aaron and Hur, went up to the top of that hill. And I'm picking up at Exodus 17, verse 11 to 13. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. You know, in that moment, Aaron and Hur went and encouraged by lifting the arms of Moses. Moses, an incredible leader, an incredible man of God. But Aaron and Hur went and encouraged by lifting the hands. You know, never let the devil get to you. Don't let him tell you that you're, you're not worthy to encourage that person. You know, who would I be to, to send a text to Pastor Will to encourage him um, preach? I'm no, you know, this is my first, second time. He's, he's a seasoned professional. But you know, it matters. Because we're a body, we're all one. So we encourage one another. Don't let the devil tell you anything different. Do what you know is right. Do what the Word tells us to do. Lesson number five. When a goose gets sick, do two geese drop out of formation and follow it down to help and protect it? Lesson, we need to stand, eat, stand by each other in difficult times and when we're strong. Some of the lies. Oh, I will go around and give them a hand tomorrow. I don't know what to do, what to say or what to do. So it's better that I just actually do nothing. I don't need them to help me. I'll just wait and ask for someone with the gift of healing to come and pray with me. So again, we go to the Word. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 12. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Two are better than one. If either falls down, the other can help the other up. But sometimes in those moments of greatest need, we can end up isolating ourselves. We can end up believing those lies. And the enemy plays on this. 
When we isolate ourselves, we will not have that someone else to help us get back up. When we isolate ourselves, we will not have someone to keep us warm. When we isolate ourselves, we can become overpowered. When we isolate ourselves, we don't have friends to carry us. But when we are together, we can help each other get up. We can keep each other warm. We can defend one another. And I really enjoyed, you know, Pastor Will's message this morning about fighting for one another. You know, it's when we're together. It's when we're not isolating ourselves. When we come together, when we seek the help of those around us, whatever, whatever need may be. And that's, you know, the wonderful thing about being in church. The wonderful thing about that, that moment, and we, we don't just do it as a religious act at the start of the service to, to, to have that prayer moment, but we do it because we believe that we're two or more gather, that God does remarkable things. It's when we come together. And it's like the story of the paralyzed man in Luke, Luke 5. Luke 5, verse 18 to 20. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some tiles. Then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. And with that, he walked again. Worship team might want to come up. You see, during during the journey that I've uh, been through in my life, and 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 most recently with Sophie, um, for those who don't know, uh, found out at our twenty week anatomical scan that that our daughter Sophie was going to be born with a, a serious heart defect, and we started praying and believing for a miracle healing, and. One of the things that we did, we got together a messenger group and, and we were messaging out and, and asking for prayer, um, some of our, our friends who, who had a relationship with Jesus. And, and we saw answer to prayer uh, through that. Uh, Sophie, um, we're still believing for her to be fully healed. She currently relies on a, on a pacemaker, but we're believing that one day she won't need that pacemaker. And, and the thing that, that really impacted me the most. You know, I've seen uh, some pretty awesome things um, with Sophie. Uh, but it was a year and a bit ago, uh, or probably a year or two months ago, uh, when we came together at T2, together, together. And Pastor Will uh, organized for, for the elders to, to pray for Sophie, and then a whole bunch of us uh, ended up praying in one of the sessions. And, and in that moment, uh, God used several people uh, to, to communicate a promise to us. He communicated to us that, that Sophie is going to be healed. He communicated that it's not going to happen you know, straight away, that it's going to come at a time when she will know what it means, when she'll be able to testify to the fact. You see, I've, I've seen many other things happen, but that moment, and God has since reminded me several times in worship, remember Jason, I made the promise. 
remember Jason, I made the promise. It was because we came together. We came together as a group of people and prayed. And through that, God used people in that space. People made a contribution to lifting our faith, to lifting our faith to see a full healing for Sophie. And I know that will set because God made the promise and it was communicated as we came together in that place. So come on. Come on, don't let yourself be isolated. Don't go into battle isolated, but go into battle with a team of people. And I like what Pastor Desiree shared before, that we're not doing this alone. We've got an entire church, an entire body, an entire army uh, with us, whatever we come across. You know, we might not be in battle now, but there'll be a time we're in battle. We're designed to be together, not to be isolated. Why don't you stand with me? I like this C.S. Lewis quote. Friendship is born at that moment when one person says to another, what, you two? Thought I was the only one. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you at the moment? Maybe, maybe you've shown someone you need to encourage. Maybe someone you need to help. Maybe someone you need to call this week. Maybe it's a friendship you need to repair. Maybe right now you need to accept that friend's help. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.